Welcome to the show. I'm Renee Marcoux, singer and host of Namaste with Renee, an award-winning podcast that explores mindfulness, personal growth, and spirituality through insightful conversations with thought leaders and experts for a more meaningful and epic life. Welcome, everybody. Today, I'm here with my guest, Anthony Chambers, who is going to share three keys that can help you or your loved ones recover from alcohol and substance abuse. To, Anthony is the CEO of Your Innerverse and founder of Secrets to Sobriety, and I'm so excited to introduce you to him. So welcome to the show, Anthony. Thank you, Renee, and thank you for having me. My pleasure, and I'm so excited. I know right before we press record, we were already talking about some amazing things and what you've done in your world, and I just... I'm so happy that you're here to share your message. I'm honored. Thank you. So we're going to talk today, as we were saying, about sobriety and finding secrets to really help yourself if you're struggling or others that you love really find sobriety in your life. And even for those who aren't necessarily struggling with any type of abuse or, uh, you know, substance abuse, this can be something really potent for you too, because I know that Anthony really is going to share about the perception of how you view yourself. And there could be some really cool golden nuggets here for you. So tell us, Anthony, what are these secrets that we need to know? Well, Renee, number one, um, Addiction, it's a disease of the mind that is being shared with the body. Mm. And the drug of choice is not really the problem. The challenge for most folks is self-perception. No one will ever outperform their own self-perception. And where does your self-perception come from? From what you hear, all the external effluvia, all the things that we experience with our five senses. And the five senses is how we make sense of the world that we're in, right? And so, <laughs> so but there's something magical that people don't understand. And that's why when you say, um, I'm your innerverse, we all have an innerverse. We are not just what we're seeing on the screen is just our avatars. Mm. You know, we yeah. are, our brain is just simply a neck top computer. That's all it is. Right. But there is an inner being, the spiritual, the ghost in the machine that we've forgotten about. And so I just reintroduce people to who they really are because they're suffering from spiritual amnesia. So I'm going to share with you Remind your mind, but awaken the soul to what it already knows. Mm. Yes. And once we realize that there is a soul that has executive function over everything else within us. Let me give it to you this way. Say you look at a plant, you see a flower. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And you smell it. It's so fragrant. But all you see is the flower. But inside that flower, there's sunlight, there's water, there's nutrients. There's a complete ecosystem taking place there. And it's the same within us. 
Well, we're just looking at the shell, the avatar, which is really of no real consequence. Because remember, energy cannot be created, it cannot be destroyed, it can only be transferred. So we don't leave, we don't die, we just transition into a new life, into a new way of being, pure energy. Now that might sound a little Twilight Zone-ish to some people, but... <laughs> but when... Probably not to my community, they're very aware of how I speak and that is my language. <laughs> well, I mean, people forget who they are. And so they live in their rearview mirror. Rear mirror. Uh, shame and blame sets in, the twins is what I call them, shame and blame. Uh, all the stigma that comes with that. But once you realize that you are a spiritual being and that your thoughts are prayers and you've been inadvertently using your prayers against yourself. Because every time you say I'm alcoholic, you're affirming that you're an alcoholic. Every time you say an addict, you're affirming an addict. And that's one of the things that I don't you know, subscribe to. Yes. I like people to affirm who you are becoming because in fact, that's who you already are. If it's in your spirit, it's the very thing that you are knocking at your heart saying, take me, I'm yours. Right. Yes. But you're stuck on a belief system. And what is a belief? A belief is simply a thought that you thought long enough to accept it as a truth. Exactly. So that can change, right? Absolutely. So if you understand that I have a power and there's a power moving in and around me that is attempting to express itself in me, through me, as me but I'm not allowing it. I'm not allowing myself to be the conduit that I am. The energy flows to us and then it flows through us and we send it back out through our thoughts and through our words. Mm -hmm. So if we're sending out thoughts that I'm an addict, I'm a junkie, I'm a thief, I'm a murderer, I'm whatever, it's a self-fulfilled prophecy. Right. Exactly. And those are more of the experiences and the stories and the attachments and the distortions that anyone can put upon themselves so that they keep repeating that same reality. Vicious hamster wheel. Right. Yeah. So we try to, sh I share with people is that, listen, and I'm sure you, you know this one. When you think, you feel. When you feel, you vibrate. And when you vibrate, you attract. Yes. Secret to life. Yes. When I think a thought, it causes me to, it evokes an emotion from me. That emotion sends out a vibration out to the universe that finds light vibrations to harmonize with and multiplies and comes back to us as our mental children. And that's what we continuously experience. Yes. Life ain't happening to us. Life is responding to us. But we, and then we respond to life. And we send it right back out there. And then we respond to that. And we, it's just the vicious cycle. Right. And, uh, and our cells, oh God, the cells in our body, the mind-body connection. Oh, it's, it's incredible. Because every thought, every word, the cells are eavesdropping. <laughs> I like how you said that. Yes. They're eavesdropping and metabolizing it just like food. Yeah. We talk about my depression. Oh, yeah, it's yours. All yours. You know. 
<laughs> yes, it's so true. My arthritis. Oh, it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Yes. Yes. So what about speaking life to yourself? You know, people ask me how I'm doing all the way, all, every day. And I say, of course, I'm deliciously well. And they say, oh, he this thinks he's cute. Or maybe he's gay. You know, he's delicious, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> well it's, for me, I mean, it's better than saying, uh, I'm not bad. Uh, I'm hanging in there, uh, fairly middling. Uh, I'm blessed and highly favored and all that stuff. So I, I coined one just, this is just for the Christian folks. I'm deliciously blessed and highly flavored. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, well, you know, we got to believe in something, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, one that I always hear too, um, when I ask people how they are and they're like, I can't complain. I'm oh, like, yeah, that one. I'm glad you can't complain because I wouldn't listen to you complain anyway. <laughs> but it's, it, what I want to like drill in because I know you are on this gorgeous role sharing this with us. But for anyone who's listening, it's like our words, we talk ourselves into our reality. So if we're, if we can't complain, that means we actually can. There's lots of things in the world that we can complain about. There's lots of things happening that we can complain about. Yes, but it's like, where would you rather be? Would you rather be complaining and feeling down? Would you rather Would you rather be feeling high vibe and happy and grateful that you're walking this planet and you have this beautiful body to bring you through life with? Absolutely. There's always both sides that we can choose, but that was a little side note. I, you know, I love where you're going. You're absolutely right. I mean, um, people live in a state of what ifs. Yeah. What if. And uh, Chrissy Whitman uh, shared with me, um, wouldn't it be nice to, or wouldn't it be nice if? Yes. So just tweaking our language, you know, from speaking a language, because again, before we speak, it's a thought. Right. You know? And so if we're sharing, I'm hanging in there, I can't complain, fairly midland, all those kinds of things, it's evoking that in your spirit. Again, your cells are over here. You're, you, you, we think that this is the only memory we have, but each of our cells have memory. Yes. Think an insecure thought, our shoulders roll over. We start acting insecure. We send that message. Mm. And also... When we, you, you've seen the Superman pose or the Wonder Woman pose, right? You do that, you feel powerful, right? Yes. So the connection, you smile, you release endorphins to the brain, right? You feel good. Yes. So there's a heck of a connection taking place here that we've ignored because we're living from the outside in rather than from the inside out. Right. You, you know, Neil Donald Wall said, if you don't go within, you will go without. Right, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I, and for anybody listening, this is all this beautiful awareness, right? It, it really is from within. It is. And it's trying to come through. If you were to take your pinky, can't see me on the screen, but I take my pinky and I tell my clients, take your pinky, stick it in your belly button, spread your thumb upward and what you're holding there is the core of your being. 
That's where you fed when you were in your mom's womb, your umbilical cord, right? It's your solar plexus. Psychologist calls it your third brain. It speaks to you all the time and it speaks to you in real time. This, by the time you process it, it's already past tense. It's like, I know you probably dated a, a guy or two in your life and uh, you probably met one and you thought he was just so fine. He was just so handsome, right? <laughs> and here said, that dude is cray cray. <laughs> right? And you went on anyway, right? How did that work out? Not so good. Okay. So, but we've lost that collaboration, you know what I'm saying, between our me and me. You understand? And so it's about, I remember the first time I was a kid in Alaska, I must have been about seven years old, and I went to a grocery store, one of those little markets, and I stole some cupcakes, these little snowball cupcakes, right? They were covered with marshmallow. There was one pink one and one white one, right? And I had never tasted one before and I wanted one. And so I decided I was going to get this cupcake, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I went in there and my hand shook and I made so much noise that the shopkeep saw me. He heard me. He saw me. But he let me take it. And he let me steal from that store a good month until I ran up a bill about 300 bucks. And then he busted me and he called my dad. But by the time that month had come around, girl, my hand didn't shake no more. I could just reach and put it in my pocket, right? Because I suppressed my inner being. Mm. He was saying, check yourself before you wreck yourself, son. Yeah. You see? See, we all have this. We we know when we say something foul to someone that we know it before we say it. We feel it. We know. Our soul knows. Yeah. You see? Yeah. And when I speak to my clients, like I shared with you, I am speaking to them on a cellular level because that is the part of me that is coming through. There is something in me that drives this information. That's why I'm so passionate. I can't help it. It's just I get fired up about it because we all have it. Yes. All have it, but we're living beneath our privileges. As Earth, Wind, and Fire would say, that's the way of the world. We are living the way of the world. When mm. we are not, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. Mm. When we came here as children in the womb, we knew. But as we were birthed, we had to learn how to cohabitate. We had to learn the language of everyone else. So a baby has a cry for when he's wet, a cry for when he's pooped, a cry for when he's hungry because he's trying to communicate. But when he was in the womb, he was communicating telepathically. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So we all had that, but we've lost it because we're so enamored by the effluvia that's coming in from the outside. Yes. Processing it through this neck top computer that's taking in, I forget how many million, 200 something million bits, but only processes 230, 60,000 thoughts a day are coming through this thing. You know what I mean? But how many of them are the thoughts that we choose? Mm -hmm. We are allowing thoughts to just run rampant. It's the tail wagging the dog versus the dog wagging the tail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. So, so my gig, my gift, what, what what spirit has given me is what I attempt to share with people, and that's just an awareness. And awareness, I mean, it's just like eating broccoli, right? I eat broccoli, 
we eat some broccoli, we go out and we talk to someone and the broccoli is still in our teeth and we don't know it. And people are just focusing on the broccoli in my teeth all the time through the conversation, right? But I can't do anything about it because I'm completely unaware. Right. But once I'm aware, I can remove the broccoli and my smile is nice again, right? Right. It's the same thing about being self-aware and being aware of our gifts and our power because we do have it. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. Yes. I I am just like really just receiving all that you're saying. You are so captivating in your words and the way that you express <laughs> stories and images. And I'm just so loving that for even the listeners who are on who aren't watching the video because they listen on SoundCloud or Spotify or something. It's like you're creating a visual for everybody and it's it makes sense so clearly and wow thank you i'm i'm just receiving your your conversation it's amazing anthony well renee i thank you for sharing with me i i i, I i'm still a secret to many people <laughs> so. oh my gosh well let's let's shine the spotlight on you a little bit more because your work and your word needs to be heard even more and I know like we haven't even gone into yet some of the experiences that you've had in your life that has led you down this path, which if you would be willing and open to share sure. um, what really got you into this place where you're at today or how you chose this career and this hmm. service. It chose me. It chose you. <laughs> yeah. It chose me. Um, I had a conversation with my mom before she passed away. She was on her deathbed and I asked her, I said, Mom, Mom, what, what makes me know that I can help people? It's not a guess. It's, it's not an if. Mm. There's a knowing in my being. And that's what you feel for me. That's what you're hearing from me. Yeah. And it's because I've been there, kind of done that and, and, uh, and I never asked why me. Mm. That was a question I never asked. And you know, in coaching, they they taught us only use the why question if you're talking about what you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because the why question makes you relive the experience every time you ask why. Right. Well, <clears throat> in my twenties, um, I had a young wife and family, and uh, we got involved with something that got bigger than us. And uh, well, actually, she did, and and it it got the best of her. And um, we had two children at the time, and our third one was born. And um, one night, I stayed up playing with him and fed him until three a.m. in the morning. It was just he and I. I laid him down to go to sleep, and I laid down and went to sleep. And the next day, I woke up, and he did it. I blew into his mouth and I didn't know he was supposed to pinch the nose. I, I didn't know CPR and I blew and he blew back. His body was warm. I blew again and he blew back. And I said, call 911. They called 911. They were there in minutes and they went to work on him. But when they took him out of the house, I knew it was over. She rode in the ambulance. I jumped in the car, rode behind. And it was in LA, a very famous hospital. And uh, 
they stopped working on adults and older people to try to save that child. He was beautiful. Oh, he was gorgeous. And uh, but he left. And <clears throat> I prayed as I shared, God take me, don't take my baby. But had my baby, had I left, I don't know where the other two would be today. But now they're grown. That's been 40 some odd years ago. I became everything that I hated about my wife. Uh, I got sick because that's what the addiction was. It was sick, but it was really mental illness. It was just, I was sick. And I was sick for three and a half years before I realized how sick I was. And I never will forget, I had gone and get a little job because I was single with my two kids and I was um, trying to buy them Christmas and I was working a little job and, and I had the inventory sheet and I'm back there writing letters to God saying, I don't wanna be this, I don't wanna be this, I don't wanna be this junkie, I don't wanna be this. And the interesting thing is, is that uh, I had a shift in consciousness because I went from what I didn't want to be to start saying what I will be. And when I got the will in fact, everything began to fold open. They fired me from the job because I was spending so much time writing letters. <laughs> and uh, I left there and went and got another job the exact same day, uh, doing what I did at the time, which was a job developer. I helped other people get jobs, that's what I did. And uh, and that was my path. But as my kids grew, I knew that I had to move them out of the city because of bloods and crips and all that kind of stuff that was taking place in LA. And I needed to raise my kids in a different environment. So I moved to the Inland Empire, ended up in the high desert, opened up a charter school, opened up a youth center with a boxing gym, after school counseling, homework assistance, anger management classes, drug and alcohol classes, everything that a child could use because I knew with the drug epidemic taking place that a child had to be halfway self-sufficient at 14 years old. Kids were being raised by uncles, aunties, older siblings, the grandparents, the judicial system. And I wanted to combat that with our kids. So that's what I did for 20 years in my community. Wow. And I became this coach, counselor, speaker to keep the funds flowing for the organization. And after a period of time, I was just like 20 years, I've reached the glass ceiling. I, I couldn't go any further. And I says, well, you know, maybe I can take this outside of the four walls. So I, uh, I decided to start writing and I wrote some books and uh, uh, Secrets of Sobriety being one of them. Uh, my most recent is called Secrets to Being Your Best Self. Mm. Uh, I wrote one for Christian folks to help them understand the mechanics behind their faith. And that was my first piece. And it's called uh, Power Up Your Faith and Take Charge of Your Life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh because we always want to give responsibility to God, you know, give our lives to God. I mean, like it ain't already is. We would blame our behaviors on the devil, you know. Right? Mm -hmm. But when you do that, you you got to wait for them to change their mind before you get better. <laughs> it's so true. Anthony, you just... Oh my goodness. I didn't even realize that you wrote all these books and I'm like, okay, where can we find them? Oh, Amazon. Amazon? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Amazon.com. Um, but yeah, you know, um, I, I have two websites uh, for executive. See, 
people in business, you know, cocaine becomes an accoutrement of success. At least it was back in my day. And alcohol, of course, is just a regular party favor that everyone needs, uses. But people become very, very successful in business, but have no balance in life. So I help people understand who they are, first of all. And once you know who you are, you see, I don't tell anybody, don't, you, know, you don't have to stop drugs. You don't have to stop alcohol, but start doing something more. You see, when you start loving you, you let go of the stuff. I used to be, what, close to 300 pounds. After dope, food became my next drug. You know what I mean? Ch Chips Ahoy cookies, that shit was crack. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> a lady's potato chips bet you can't eat one yeah that's a fact yeah. you know what I mean? and so um so but now when as you can see i'm <laughs> far from that now um but every time i want a chip i ask myself who do you love more and i pop my collar and walk away that is gold So Renee, it's about discovering and creation. First of all, discovering that you have the power to create who you are becoming. You understand? Most of us think that, you know, we're these, uh, we are these, uh, someone's trying to call them to turn this thing off. So most cases, you know, People are trying to figure out who they are. I think it was um, can't remember the gentleman's name, but he said the most important day is Les Brown. The most important two days in an individual's life is their life is their birthday and the day they find their purpose. Well, our purpose is always around. You see, it's like the seed has the intelligence and the mechanics to bloom into whatever that seed is, whether it's a mango tree, whether it's a lemon tree, whatever. But we as human beings, we don't have potential to be something. We are potential becoming aware of ourselves. Now, once we discover that we are this potential, that we live in a quantum field of possibilities, and that when we worry, we create something, and when we take our minds off it, it goes back to that level playing field. Yeah. And if we trust in the highest and best good, the flow is always flowing, as Abraham Hicks would say, it's the downstream. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we get in the way because we don't understand our power. We don't understand that fear and worry is the same thing as faith, but just going in the opposite direction. We learn from the world that Murphy's law is the law as opposed to the opposite of Murphy's law, mm. which is really most prolific in our lives if we process it, but because our brain has evolved throughout man 
society up throughout mankind, the brain is trying to protect us when we don't need the protection. But if the spirit is aware that that's what the brain is doing, we can shut it down and say, okay, hold up here. I understand what you're attempting to do, but I don't need your help here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to trust this spirit within me to do what it does. So man reaches out to God or something outside of him. And of course, their relationship with God is very much like their relationships with their fathers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, kind of like Santa Claus. I see you when you're sleeping. I see when you're awake. So be good for goodness sake. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's so convoluted until God ain't our problem. It's an ever loving, giving force that's attempting to bless us. But we are praying, oh, please, 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 trying to convince ourselves when we think we're trying to convince an all loving deity. Yeah. So it's our perspective, our perception of ourselves and of this life that we're living, we're creating it. And so the choices we make is a direct reflection of our current conditions. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so my gig is to share with people or help them shift their thinking, show them because all our lives have been taught what to think, but no one's taught us how to think. This is the most ancient technology that is even on the planet, but nobody knows how to use it. They just know how to check their email, just like on these things. Yeah, <laughs> Don't really, understand yes. all the power that this thing can do, right? Yes. Crazy. Yes, absolutely. I'm sorry, I, I've been going all over the place, but. No, that's that's fine with me. And I just, I think there's so much to be said about all of this and we can, you know, we could spend hours like even talking about it, right? Like we could dive deeper. We can help people understand, you know, this perception even better, the awareness. Yes. And those are like amazing conversations. And, and those are the conversations that I like to subscribe to. You know, I'm I'm very aware of the things that I bring into my space and the yes. things that I bring into my subconscious mind. And though there may be, you know, things on the outside of me that I still participate in, like I buy my groceries from a grocery store or a farmer's market, you know, I'm still exposed to people who may, you know, be thinking in other ways than I am. And that's okay. For me, I just, I have my system of like, okay, what works for me and my computer, right? right. Like, what works for me? So, and and I and I feel like you've really dropped some gorgeous knowledge here for us to really even just ponder on and just bring that awareness into our own lives and how you know whether you are a person or know somebody struggling with uh, recovering and you know really getting out of their own way so that they can find that love within themselves, find the journey within themselves, find the purpose that helps them believe in more than just what has been projected upon us by society. It's a really moving conversation and thought and those new beliefs can drive us home. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's amazing. I, I, I love the chronic relapsers. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. Just, see, I think that people that have been on drugs or out, I think they're some of the most phenomenal beings on the planet. Number one, 
because they are the most empathetic people. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason that they're getting high is because they care so much about everything and everybody else. Mm-hmm. And when they ever, when they recover, they've been somewhere that no one else has been. Mm. And if they come to understand that about themselves, listen, I had a three grand a month problem, right? (laughs) You know, back in the 70s, okay? Three grand a month problem. And I thought to myself, I said, hell, if I can spend three grand a month on dope, just think what I could do with three grand a month. Let me flip my game here. (laughs) Yes. You know what I'm saying? So. That's what it's really about is choosing who you're gonna love, you know? Yes, yes. Gonna love. And so the important thing is is to teach people who they are. My mission statement was kind of goes like this. My mission is to elevate the consciousness of the planet, be it collectively or one individual at a time, to come into the understanding of their intrinsic value. They don't have to buy it. They don't have to do anything for it, but that's just who you are, your intrinsic value and power. And through the acceptance of that, you discover joy. Yes, yes. Oh, that is so beautiful. I feel I feel that way about every person too. I was sharing with you, um, working in the in that in the field of recovery for several years back in Boston. And starting a nonprofit for the people struggling and for their families. I was a family member. That's awesome. Somebody struggling. I was a best friend to somebody who lost their life to drug addiction. I, you know, I'm a granddaughter and a niece to people in my family who have been alcoholics. No, no, I'm a granddaughter. Oh, granddaughter. Yeah. I don't know. Even my mom. (laughs) children yet but hopefully I'll be one day (laughs) I'm the grandpa grandpa. (laughs) but you know it's like I've been affected as a family member in this and the family members at least in my perspective walk through it all too and that if I could say to any one of them today who are still alive or who have passed on I really would show them this conversation that we had Mm. because the masses can and and how you said certain processes and programs can work for different people and I respect that when people really feel that it's for them right for the people who don't feel that it's for them like this is an opportunity for them to look at and to hear this conversation and to really have that whole awareness around perception and then around all of everything that you've shared. How many billions of people are on this planet, Renee? I forget. Yeah. And just think, we can be in a room, like I've been in a room with students and, uh, and we all have our own perspective because our state of mind is our reality. Yeah. So if we realize that our state of mind is our reality, that's how we're able to coexist on this planet the way we do. And, but we can all be in the same room watching the same thing and have a completely different experience, right? Yes. What's important to know is one key factor 
is that that is our innate birthright to have our perception, to have our perspective of that thing. Because see, whatever is in the room that we're looking at, we're going to look at it from the eyes of what's important to us. We don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. Yeah. And we react to the world as we are. So we're creating our own bubble of experience. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if I could show you how to shift the way you see you, see, because they say I'm an addict, I'm an addict. Well, I never say I'm an addict. People ask me, am I in recovery? Hell, we all are recovering from something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if it isn't, if it ain't a relationship or, or 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 just being able to pay the bills, you know what I'm saying? But to understand that we all have this innate intrinsic value and power that just like everyone has a computer, everyone has a cell phone. I've got an iPhone and I don't know how to use half the stuff in it, right? But I know how to check my email. I know how to check messages and I know how to get on Facebook. Well, think of our brains being the same way. This necktop computer is the same way. We only know how to feed it and respond through the five senses. We don't know how to shut it down, to quiet it, to program it, because we allow it to be programmed by the news, by the media, by everything and everyone else. But once we understand that, there's an old saying, I remember when computers first came out, my dad used to use it all the time. He says, garbage in, garbage out, son. Garbage in, garbage out. And if you hang with lames, you learn to limp. <laughs> so, so bringing people back to their awareness that they are unique, as unique as every snowflake that falls from the sky. And the moment they compare themselves to someone else, they lose themselves. Yeah. The moment that they allow fear and worry to drive them into the future before they've created it in their own mind, right. they project all those anxieties. But to understand that this brain has trained responses to everything that goes on, you run it through all these filters in your brain and you just automatic, Jack Canfield said it best. Jack Canfield said E plus R equals O. Events plus response equals outcomes. You may not control the events, but the only thing God gave you control over is you and your response. Based on your response, that determines the outcome. Yes. Right? So if we learn to use the ability to respond responsibly, we're on the same. Yeah. If we learn to breathe effectively, we breathe just like fight or flight, breathing from the chest, heart starts beating fast, sending messages to the body of, of arrest, of high blood pressure, uh, impotency, uh, 
diabetes, you know, we are doing this to ourselves because we don't know how to chill. Anxiety, depression, it's just simply allowing thoughts to gain so much momentum that it's like a, like the temptation said in the song years ago, like a snowball rolling down the side of a snow covered hill. It's growing. Yeah. It's growing. So we have to learn to plant seeds responsibly. The brain is a fertile, fertile ground, as Earl Nightingale said. It's a fertile ground. And it doesn't matter what you put in it. You can, you can grow poison or you can grow corn. It doesn't matter. It's going to grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are you planting? What are people planting? What are they allowing into their space? A mind filled with fear has no room to dream. Mm. I like how you said that. Yeah. Yeah. But our imagination is our gift. That's why Disney hires Imagineers. Mm -hmm. You're engineering, imagining a future. That's what we have the ability to do. Yes. But we got to stop seeing ourselves as junkies, as addicts, as, you know, helpless victims of abuse and trauma and, you know what I mean? Yes. For what? But we become addicted to those emotions too. Right. No, it's, it's no way to live. It's such a contrast to how beautiful your life really can be and how purposeful and how fulfilled and whole you can feel. I call it living deliciously. Living deliciously. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So Anthony, where can my listeners find you and more of what you do? I'm, uh, they can find me at yourinnerverse.com. They can find me on Instagram, anthony.speaks. Anthony dot speaks yeah I'm on Facebook of course oh I even have a I'm I'm starting to upload you know, if you notice Renee see I I'm learning this technology thing and uh, and I I teach this class over at uh, Indian River State College I teach this upward bound class it's called personal well they call it contemporary topics which gives me a license to talk about anything but I it's like really that. a personal development class that I teach young kids teenagers teenagers nice it's awesome. And so I had an opportunity to uh, plug in my phone and just video some of those. And I started posting them and they kind of just like went wild. So I'm, I have a bunch of shorts that I've uh, put on my YouTube channel, uh, youruniverse.com on, uh, on YouTube. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get folks to know about me. But yeah, uh, secretstosobriety.com is, is the place for the, uh, for the course. Um, as I shared with you, I was working with the Water's Edge Recovery Center here in, uh, in Port St. Lucie until Hurricane Irma came. And, uh, and when clients were leaving that center, they were given exit interviews. And when asked what most impacted them in their treatment, 98% uh, of the clients said Mr. Chambers workshops. So I was, yeah, I know I was humbled. I was blown, blown away by it because, you know, I, I had never put myself in a position to talk to people about, you know, that part of my life. In fact, I had forgotten about it, <laughs> you know, honestly. <laughs> you know, I put that way behind. Um, but now to realize that those gifts allows me to be somebody's hero. And, you know, that's, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's everything to me. 
So I put, I wrote it in a book and I, I didn't think the book captured the essence of what I was trying to share. So I went into the recording studio and I recorded it with some 528 Hertz music playing in the background, you know, to kind of chill. And, uh, and it's like 26 lessons, but I require that everyone watch or listens to and watches each lesson at least three times because you're going to hear something different every time you go back. Yeah. And it asks questions. The book uh, gives time for reflection. Um, and the course is, I made it just really affordable because I just wanted to get in people's hands. Yes. You know, what it's going to do for their lives. Amazing. Amazing. Because yeah. it's not only for people in recovery, because I never talk about drugs, you see, because people that use dope and they know more about the drugs than anybody so why do go to a treatment center and let you tell me about the drugs i use i can teach you about drugs exactly and one thing they don't know is how to live they don't know how to think you know yeah. and if they did they wouldn't have got on the drugs in the first freaking place you know but but to understand that they have the power to feel any way they want to i can feel like a victim or i can feel that you know what this situation happened in my life and it came to my life to make me strong. I learned from the death of my son that I, whatever you resist will persist. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. And why is that? It's because that still remains your focus. You see, and wherever your attention goes, your energy flows. Yes. So understanding the idea of our paradigm, the way we think. Like if I was to say to you, finish the sentence for me. I could be happy or... Sad. That's what the majority of the world would say. But you could be happy or more happy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. That's amazing. So tell us again the book name so our oh. <laughs> readers can find it, your uh, book on Amazon. Power Up Your Faith and Take Charge of Your Life is a great book. I like to call it a primer because for folks that are believers, um, uh, it's it takes the, the new, 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 airy, fairy idea of spirituality out and lays it in the hands of physics okay and it's just simple universal law okay. it's law it's law it doesn't you know gravity doesn't care uh whether you're fat tall or skinny it does not care what race you are if you jump off a building you're coming down so the laws work the same you see and so i it's like it's like there's one power in the universe. I call it God, the, the magnificent, the omnipotent, whatever you want to call it, whatever, universe. But the same power it takes for me to slug you, the same power it takes for me to hug you. Mm. It's how I use the power. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Anthony, we are just so happy to have you on Namaste with Renee. Please come back again for another episode. I know we could literally talk about this all day and I could sit here and just 
witness <laughs> you because you're you're moving mountains within me and, and so much of what you say I'm like yes I've been like trying to explain that to people in recovery or like yes that's what I used to do in my work up north and you know it's it's amazing it, it goes beyond recovery it goes this is lots of life so I just I appreciate you so much being here and for sharing your wisdom with me and the listeners and everybody who gets to watch this really cool collective and I I I hope that what I've shared I just hope that my experiences can save you or help you on your journey to have just a a different perspective because that's everything. Mm. The way you see it is everything. And allow me to be your hero. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you so much for being here, Anthony. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Oh, it is my pleasure. And you'll definitely be back again this season. So thank you everybody to everyone who has tuned in. You know where to find us over on the Facebook group, the Namaste podcast, uh, Namaste with Renee. And you are more than welcome to find us over on YouTube and subscribe. You can find us over on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Music, wherever you like to tune into your podcast. So the light in me honors the light within each and every single one of you. Thank you for joining. Namaste. Thank you so much, Anthony, again. You're the bomb, Renee. Oh, thank you, as are you. (laughs) Bye for now. Bye for now.